Welcome to It's a Single Mom Thing, the show for single moms by single moms. This is Sherry, your host, and I am happy you are here today. Remember, it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Excuse me, uh, where you been? How many of you have thought that in the last month? I know I wasn't around and you may have thought I have dropped you like a bad habit. But trust me when I say that is so not the case. Now, I could sit here and rattle off a bunch of excuses as to where I was and what happened to me. But excuses, in my opinion, are like pain in the butt people. We all have them. Now, you thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? (laughs) Boy, would I have to come up with an excuse for that Freudian slip on a Christian podcast. (laughs) Not today. But let me tell you. There was a day where I excused myself right out of some blessings because I was more focused on the situation and not on how the situation might be setting me up for success. Well, excuse me. Welcome to another episode of It's a Single Mom Thing. So listen, all I'm going to say is that life happened and so it happened I could not be here. And if I'm honest, I tried to come up with every excuse of why I needed to be here writing and recording a podcast and instead of allowing life to happen. Now, how many of you can relate? That may be where you're at right now. You may find yourself in a situation or a situationship that you wish you just sailed on past by you so you can get to maybe, I don't know, doing what you want to do as opposed to what has been done to you or maybe even what you would like to happen for you. Whether it's a relationship, a job, financial challenge, or even a challenge with your child, you name it, there is always a situation. But do we always have to have an excuse? Excuse me. So, I'm going to go there as this is a podcast for single parent peeps. So how many of you right now have an excuse that you continue to parrot? Like why you're a single parent, what someone did to you, why you can't get ahead financially or even pay a bill, why you keep meeting the wrong prospective partner, why your kids continually misbehave, why your ex makes no exceptions, yada, yada, yada. However, have you ever got still enough to listen to some of the things you say to others, even yourself? Now, I can go there because I have caught myself several times trying to buy what I was selling by the way of the same old excuse. So I'm going to call you out too on some of yours. If you are listening to this podcast, my guess, and I don't know, I guess you'll want something different out of the single situation you are in. Now, as we have discussed in so many podcasts prior to this one, you may not get out of the single situation you are in, but you can get something out of the single situation you are in. And excuse me, it's not just the single situation, it is every situation. If you keep making excuses why this happened, that happened, then how do things that you want to happen ever happen especially and this is for my christian brothers and sisters 
if you are praying for God to make it happen. Yes, I went there. How many for you is that an ouch? No excuse. So let me ask you a question. How do you think God feels about an excuse you make for not following the advice you asked him for? Kind of like, I don't know, maybe for some of you teenage parents, some of you, maybe you feel this when your teen comes to you for advice and then they do the opposite. You'll probably get frustrated because you spent all this time and opened your heart in sharing to protect your child from, I don't know, maybe a potential hurt, not to punish them. My guess is that your teen thought they knew better than you, got frustrated that they asked you for advice in the first place, maybe because the advice you gave them seemed more like a restriction. It was old fashioned. It couldn't get the result they wanted fast enough or they didn't even want to do the work to make it happen. Before coming to you, I don't know, maybe they probably already knew what they were going to do and they already had an excuse. Now, how many of you find yourself in the same place with God? Maybe he has answered your prayer, but it doesn't happen to be playing out the way, either the way you thought it would or would like it to. I mean, who says when I grow up, I want to be a single parent. Yeah, God, use that single situation to set me up for success and the plans you have for me. That sounds like it would be so much fun. My guess, Joseph, Paul, Peter, or even the other disciples God used didn't see their single situation happening either. Do you think they would have chosen to follow Jesus if they knew what was coming? Sure, they maybe have wanted to learn some supernatural patience or how to be content in all situations, but not if that meant they had to be shipwrecked, thrown in prison several times, flogged, beaten with rods three times, stoned, hungry, thirsty, cold, naked, in danger from their own countrymen, and spend a night out to sea. No, my guess is like the rich man who made the excuse of why he was not going to follow Jesus because he was not going to give up his riches, as in Matthew nineteen sixteen through 30, they weren't going to give up theirs either. Now check this. Here are some other classic excuses of biblical proportion. Moses, he says, Oh Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you have spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. You can find that in Exodus 4, 10 through 17. And that is an interesting story. And then there was Adam. And this one is my favorite. The woman you put me here with, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Literally the oldest excuse in the book found in Genesis 3, 12. How many of your excuses, I don't know, maybe about your failed situationship sound like Adam's excuse? What riches are you hanging on to that you use as an excuse to not follow the advice that you asked Jesus for? Is your excuse, I can't do that. Oh no, that will be too hard, Jesus. I, I don't have time for that, Jesus. I can't do that by myself, Jesus. That will take forever to accomplish, Jesus, or Um, I'm not even worthy of that, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Excuse me from the table. Some of you, like me, need to excuse ourselves from the table we are sitting at. 
we have been feeding ourselves a full course of folly by the way of some excuses. We have been blocking our own blessings. Listen, let me put it to you this way. If God is over everything, and I quote from Romans 8, 28, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. So let me ask you, what is all things? I'm pretty sure all things is all things. He didn't say some things or no, definitely not that thing or that situation. He said all things. So in all things, let's glean some wisdom in Genesis 37 through 50 from the life of Joseph. For 13 years, God had a plan to use him in a mighty way. But first, he was going to have to go through some situations. So Joseph, at the age of 17, who some of you may be able to relate to his situation, was the favorite child. And well, this didn't sit well with his brothers. In fact, they had so much disdain for him, they plotted to kill him, throwing him in a pit, but later decided to sell him into slavery with the passing merchants going to Egypt. Now, if you are familiar with Joseph's story, you find that when he is in Egypt, you can recall that he was sold to a man named Potiphar, who then was accused by Potiphar's wife, who really had a thing that for Joseph. And well, she didn't get her way with Joseph. So she made an accusation about Joseph that ended him in jail. While in jail, he was also there with the king's butler and baker who had their own situations in jail. Joseph found himself in a position of influence in jail and took taking good care of the butler and the baker. While there, they have some dreams that need interpreting that helps them find favor again later with the king. When they are released, Joseph says, don't forget about me. But of course, they forget about him. So then it just happens the king, or as we also call him Pharaoh, had his own disturbing dreams that he needed interpreted. It just so happened that the butler remembered Joseph and he was able to interpret these dreams. The Pharaoh was so impressed by these that he put him in second in command, which put him in a favorable situation of power and influence that he did not take advantage of and was used during a time when famine was going to happen that was going to not only strike the nation of Egypt, but all those around Egypt, which would include his own family who would come to Egypt looking for favor and would find favor with Joseph. Now, because of his position of influence, this directly contributed to the physical welfare and spiritual restoration of his own brothers, saying to them, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to save many people's lives. You see, because of the relationship Joseph had with God, he was aware that God himself was the one that was arranging all of these events. So in turn, Joseph didn't have to make excuses of how to get out of these events. Right now, you may be facing an event or a circumstance that requires much patience in the face of adversity or even unfair treatment. You may feel that being a single parent has robbed you of your future, finances, friendships, and maybe even your family. Hopefully, Joseph's life can remind you, can remind me that God is sovereign and always in control, fitting even the darkest situations into his grand design and just at the right time. You see, Joseph could have tried to force any and all of these situations or things happening to him to be working towards his own advantage. 
He could have made an excuse after excuse, but instead he placed patient confidence in God. You see, when we look for God's hand in our own experiences, we can be encouraged ourselves to be patient and confident. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Psalms 37, 7. In time, because of his steadfast faith, as opposed to steadfast excuses, Joseph became the second most powerful man in Egypt after Pharaoh. God built him up by tearing him down. So when it was time to lead and later free his own family that betrayed him, he would not betray them. Instead, he would free them in their darkest situation. But first, God had to develop his character. So when he came into a position of power and affluence, he would not misuse it. So again, if he is over all things, meaning God, he is over your single thing. And it may be the single thing that he doesn't want to stop you. Excuse me. So I'm going to close our time with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for all my single peeps listening, and I pray that our lives wouldn't be filled with excuses like, that person you put me here with, yeah, they made me do it. Instead, I pray that we would learn to recognize and laugh at all the excuses that we make and not take ourselves so seriously. I ask that you would keep us from excusing our way through life, as we don't want our excuses to steer us off the plans and the purposes you have for us. Do you live in the Tampa Bay area and want to be a part of It's a Single Mom Thing class and support group that meets twice a month? We got one for you, and guess what? I will be there too. It is new and it is for you. Find out more information at shepherdsvillage.com forward slash classes and save your seat today. Want to stop making excuses and need some prayer? Call us at 855-822-PRAY. Have a wonderful week and remember it's a single mom thing and not the single thing that stops you. Thanks for listening to It's a Single Mom Thing. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you have more questions on how to have a relationship with Jesus or need prayer, visit us at www.shepherdsvillage.com backslash prayer. For more information and resources, check out our show notes.